To so many people, you know, lifelong uh, Cubs fans, it's our happy place. It doesn't feel like a year without going to Wrigley Field, and you guys are amazing at what you do. And that's the thing, is that the Wrigley employees are always so helpful. They go beyond. When you see the same faces, year after year after year in the same sections, it makes you feel, it all feels like family that you're going to a place like it's a little family reunion. Every family member and friend who comes to that I take to a Cubs game or I take on a Wrigley Field tour because there's nothing better to do to be in Chicago and you all made that possible. Like I said, these are not just employees in my opinion, they're like family. I've brought people from all over the world, all over the country, people that don't like baseball. They love Wrigley Field. And we have you guys to thank for that. Welcome to Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark, now part of the Unconfined Network. We explore the fascinating personal lives of the people inside Chicago's most iconic sports venue, Wrigley Field. Our podcast will take you on an amazing journey, introducing you to some incredible people that we've met along the way. We'll discuss hot topics, play a few games, and just try to have an overall good time. There'll be plenty of surprises along the way, so stick with us to see where our journey heads next. But for now, kick back, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. What's up, co-fans? It's Jay Hay. Time flies when you're having fun. It's been a fun seven years. Amazing showing up, playing in front of you all every single day and night. Cubs fans travel well. Cubs fans have a great time when we win. Cubs fans take it hard when we lose. But sure enough, the next day, Cubs fans are right back there again, waiting to celebrate the next positive thing. Means so much to my family and I. Thank you all. It's been a pleasure, been an honor. Much love as always when you see me in the outfield and can't wait to maybe one day come taking the game with you all and enjoy Wrigley the right way. Thanks, guys. Much love. Yeah, time certainly does fly. Hello, everybody. I'm Joe Flaherty welcoming you to another special edition of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. And today we're paying tribute to one of the most influential players on and off the field to ever wear a Cubs uniform. And that player is Jason Hayward. As you all know by now, Jason is Frank's favorite Cub, not only for what he's done on the field, but also because of what he's been doing in the Chicago community on a grassroots level to support inner-city youth and promote the game of baseball to a younger audience. During his entire tenure with the Cubs, Hayward's taken the opportunity to become invested in a number of causes and foundations, including the Greater Chicago Food Depository, the Mothers and Men Against Senseless Killings Initiative, and the University of Chicago Medical Center. During the COVID-19 pandemic, he was a key figure in the MLB Players Alliance and helped fund nationwide tours to deliver meals, supplies, and baseball equipment to children across the nation. But you can make the argument that the crown jewel of his philanthropy to this point will be his brand new baseball academy in the Austin neighborhood, a development many years in the making which broke ground this past August. 
The 150,000 square foot facility is expected to serve over 25,000 people annually through sports, educational, and wellness programs. It's absolutely no surprise that the league has recognized Hayward's off-field contributions by making him a two-time nominee for the Roberto Clemente Award, which signifies a player's embodiment of Clemente's own charitable legacy by representing the game of baseball through extraordinary character and community involvement. Giving back is just a part of who Jason is, and you'll never hear any teammate or coach give anything less than effusive praise for Hayward's character or leadership ability. But let's not forget, Jason was a hell of a player in his own right before ever downing the blue pinstripes. As a Cubs fan, it's hard to forget Hayward's Major League debut in 2010, when the highly touted prospect homered off of Carlos Zambrano in his very first big league at-bat with the Atlanta Braves. He turned in a phenomenal rookie campaign, hitting 18 home runs en route to making the All-Star team, and finishing second in Rookie of the Year voting to future Hall of Famer Buster Posey. Over the next five seasons with the Braves and the Cardinals, Hayward firmly established himself as an elite two-way outfielder, registering nearly 100 home runs and a 270 batting average while collecting three gold gloves as a right fielder. For the statistically inclined folks in the audience, Hayward averaged five wins above replacement per season between 2010 and 2015, which is widely regarded as all-star caliber production. Heading into the 2016 season at just 26 years of age, Hayward was considered to be the top commodity on the free agent market. Meanwhile, the Cubs, who were flooded with young talent at the time, were fresh off the heels of an NLCS appearance, which finally signaled a shift from lovable losers to actual title contenders. One offseason removed from signing John Lester to a mega deal, the Cubs announced their presence with authority by outbidding everyone on the market to lock up Hayward for the long term with an eight-year, $184 million contract, making him the highest-paid Cub of all time. For the second year in a row, Theo Epstein had the honor of introducing a new star at a press conference at the Spiaggia restaurant in downtown Chicago. And funny enough, I was at Lester's introductory press conference the year prior, and for those of you who look up the video to Jason's press conference, you'll likely see graphics that I produced for the event while I was still working at Comcast Sportsnet. But enough about me. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this afternoon. Um, Very important day for the Chicago Cubs. And before we begin, I'd like to start by recognizing a few people uh, who are important to Jason and and crucial to the process. Uh, We'll start with uh, Jason's parents, Eugene and Laura Hayward in the front row. Thanks for being here today. Uh, Jason's uh, younger brother, Jacob, here as well. Uh, Family friend, Elvie Ware, is here. And uh, Victor Menacall. Uh, one of Jason's agents, who, along with Casey Close, um, did a, a terrific job throughout the process. It was a pleasure to work with them, and, and uh, thank you for all your help with the deal, and thanks for being here today. Uh, also want to recognize uh, Tom Ricketts, who is uh, somewhere in there, usually hiding in the back. There he is. But, um, yeah, thank you for, for believing in, in Jason and, and, and believing in us to, to make this investment and improve the ball club. Um, which we're here today to, to celebrate and recognize. Um, so it is a great day for the Cubs. You know, it's rare, um, I think, in free agency that you can add a player um, who, who so well fits the identity of the organization. We're fortunate, I think, to have a developing identity that's really based around some young players uh, who are terrific talents off the field, on the field, um, who, are, who, are, who also demonstrate tremendous character. Um, off the field and that's what made it such a great fit with Jason when we decided to uh, aggressively pursue him as we we thought that it was a rare opportunity through free agency um, to further our identity uh, to enhance our core to actually get younger through free agency which is hard to do and find uh, someone who we believe is uh, uh, such a well-rounded player and person 
um, to make the Chicago Cubs a better organization. So we're thrilled to be able to uh, announce the signing of Jason Hayward as a member of the Chicago Cubs. Thanks. Um, thank you, everyone, for being here this afternoon. just want to take time to thank my family, my parents, my brother, um, my agent, good friend, LV and Victor. Um, been able to play this game that I love for a living for, for six years now, and very blessed to say I can I look forward to playing it for at least eight more and, and hopefully have a lot more fun doing so. Um, I'd like to thank the Ricketts ownership family and the Cubs family, Theo and Jed, for believing in me to come be a part of their culture, part of uh, what seems to be very exciting and a very competitive group of people. And I'm looking forward to being a part of the city of Chicago and representing well on the field and off the field. Can you tell us about the whole process, Jason, what you went through, what, what kind of input you got from your agent, uh, that kind of, about the city of Chicago and about coming here? Well, for, for me, I'm fortunate enough to be with a great agency in Excel Sports, and Victor and Casey allowed me to kind of do my thing as far as share my interests with them, and then they would handle the process as far as the business side and making sure that I would be protected and, and be able to make sure I'm comfortable going forward with the rest of my career. Um, the Cubs were one of a few teams that were interested in myself, and I'm very fortunate enough to say that I hit free agency at 26 years old, so that brought a lot of competitive winning teams my way. And I'm honestly humbled and blown away with the offers that I got uh, from, from everyone involved. And, you know, for me, I told myself going into this process, I don't want to take the highest dollar amount when I feel like my gut is telling me to go somewhere else or, or choose a location based on having fun, making sure my family's safe, and, and knowing that I would get the, the most enjoyment out of it for the rest of my career. And that's from teammates, from city to, to fan base and opportunity of hopefully one day being able to say I'm a World Series champion. Um, as everyone, I guess, got to see with some of the numbers that may have came out and offers from other teams, I didn't take the highest offer. But for me, you know, winning attitude and, and culture and, and the fact that this group is such a young group that I can grow myself with and, and be 26 years old and, and look throughout my you know, hopefully eight years here that I was able to grow up with a group of guys and, and make them family and be able to cherish that the rest of the way without feeling like I had to restart. Jason, John Greenberg from ESPN Chicago. What was, the, what was their pitch that really kind of resonated with you and sold you? And was it even seen firsthand in the playoffs, you know, this young kind of, this young team? You know, I don't know if you guys have follow my career at all but since 2010 I've kind of had some fun playing at really Field. <laughs> um, you know good team or bad team the city gets behind the Chicago Cubs and playoffs of course you know, help seeing that firsthand but throughout the season this year we had the best division in baseball in the NL Central you know, got a team in the Cubs with 97 wins, the Pirates with 98, and of course the team I was a part of for 2015, 100 wins with St. Louis. Uh, there's a lot to be said about that. We, we pushed each other, and we really made it a great time. And for me, I love the NL Central. So you know, I feel like that brought out the best of me when it came to making the decision. But you know, for me, the, like I said uh, in my opening statement, the Cubs being so young, having a great core of guys, and, and the 
you know, the intelligence of everyone involved saying that they want to be able to put that kind of group together going forward for a long time and have that, that core group, for, for me, that, that sold me. Jason right here, Bruce Miles from the Daily Herald. Along those lines, some of us were in Atlanta on opening day in 2010. <laughs> when you came up in the first inning against the Cubs, how do you reflect on that and now especially being a member of the Cubs? Oh, what, what a ride it's been. Um, 26 years old, at then I was 20. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, ironically, here I am. Signed to be with the Chicago Cubs after starting my career that way and, and having a lot of fun playing against the Cubs in my first six years. You know, you can't describe it and just say I'm, I'm blessed to be here and, and blessed to be able to say I play a game I love to live. I, I play a game I love for a living. Jason, uh, Paul Sullivan, Chicago Tribune. There was a lot of reaction from St. Louis about you leaving, uh, a lot of anger, it seemed like. Uh, what, what's your feeling on that? I mean, you only played there a year. Was it difficult to leave? Well, first off, I don't have one bad thing to say about the St. Louis Cardinals organization. The the family, the ownership, the DeWitts, you know, I don't have one of the bad things to say about anybody. Made a lot of great memories there, a lot of great friends, and... That's the part that I cherish the most, I feel like, about this game is the fellowship you get to have with your teammates and, and your coaches. And that fan base is very special. And another thing on the other side, I guess, is that if someone's not going to miss you leaving, then I don't feel like you did your job the right way. Um, so it says a lot about the impact that they felt I made on that organization and the clubhouse and, and the fan base. And you know, I'm honored that they received me in such a short amount of time that well and unfortunately you know there is a business side of everything but when it comes down to me getting this opportunity to choose where I'd like to play um, I don't think everyone gets to that point in their career not many, not many people get to that point in their lifetime to be able to say that so uh, at 26 I felt like I had to make sure I took the time to to feel deep down what was going to be the best spot for me going forward I'm Gary Cohen with the Cubs Magazine Vine Line. Obviously, you got pretty familiar with this team from uh, from the visitors' dugout last year. What did you see about the way that this team goes about their business on the field that, that was attractive to you and that drew you to to wanting to sign here in Chicago? Um, much like our division uh, in, in the L Central this past season, it was it was fun. You saw those guys having fun over there, much like I was doing on the other side of the field, and we all brought out the best competition to each other. And with a young group that they have, that we have here, uh, they didn't shy away from it. And that's special to see. And it says a lot about the leadership coming down from ownership to the front office and then to Joe and, and the things he's instilling in them on a daily basis to let them know that they're good and they belong. Hi, Jason. David Schuster from WSCR. Welcome to Chicago. Well, back here. Um, a lot of free agents have come uh, to Chicago with the Cubs specifically and said, they want to be the first person to be part of a, a winning championship team here. It's been a long time, obviously, that they'd almost become immortal in baseball once they win here in Chicago. Did that enter into your equation at all? Well, you know, it'd be a beautiful thing to win a World Series, for one. I'm a baseball player, and that's what I strive to do every year. And to do it in this city, it's, it's a no-brainer that, you know, it would be making history again and, and that would be awesome and you see what you know, Theo was able to do with the Red Sox in 2004 and sort of reverse the curse and you know, it kind of set up the country upside down um, with with that and you know, it, it would be much like that here and, and obviously I feel like an even more greater impact but 
my mindset is always to go win a World Series, and I feel like I have a great opportunity to do so with this group that we have together. And I'm pretty sure we all remember what happened in his first season with the Cubs, right? Jason may have had a down year at the plate, but his glove was in rare form as he took home his fourth gold glove as the Cubs marched their way to their first title in 108 years. He made some spectacular plays in the outfield in the postseason, including a catch that essentially turned the tide in the World Series. The Cubs were already down three games to one, facing elimination in Game 5 at Wrigley Field. With Cleveland already up a run in the third inning, Trevor Bauer, the opposing pitcher, sent a fly ball towards the right field corner that immediately started conjuring up memories of the Bartman ball. But Jason had other ideas. Three start had to come out. Here is Hayward. to smile at that. He climbed the wall and had to reach behind him. He was prepared to go in the stands. You see him reach up and come back and get it. Well, the Cubs, widely known for their great defense. They've had some hiccups the last couple games. And Bauer giving him the, his approval. The Cubs would rally to win Game 5, shifting the series back to Cleveland. After the Cubs win a 9-3 romp in Game 6, you might remember that Game 7 was a little bit more tightly contested. Rajai Davis, of all people, hit a game-tying homer in the 8th off of uber-closer Aroldis Chapman, and you'd be forgiven if you thought that all the billy goats and black cats in the world finally woke up and decided to do their thing to keep the Cubs from winning a ring. The game went into extra innings, tied at 6, and then suddenly, right around midnight, the skies opened up. And the details are a little fuzzy, but what happened in the Cubs clubhouse during that 17-minute rain delay will forever be ingrained in Cubs lore. Hayward sensed the mood was down after blowing a late lead, and he took it upon himself to rally the troops. He gathered the team in the clubhouse, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he reminded them exactly why they were the best team in baseball all year. Now we have to show it. Play like the score is 0-0, stay positive, fight for your brothers, stick together, and we'll win this game. Theo Epstein, who was eavesdropping on the conversation from the hallway, heard Hayward's speech, how the team reacted, and immediately said, we're winning this effing game. And even though he didn't drive in the winning run, he had more reason than most to be celebrating loud and proud at the championship parade. You know, you join this team in the offseason with the intent of a brotherhood, of doing something special. And as you pass all of these fans and see what you've done, what does it mean now? I'm so so proud of these guys, uh, my, my teammates, coaching staff, you know, the whole organization, front office, Ricketts family. You know, actions speak louder than the words, and everybody put everything they had into this year. And, um, you know, I'm just humbled by the experience. And, what a time for Chicago, um, what a time for Cubs fans, and um, I'm just happy to be a part of it right here with these guys, and I, I love this city, and so proud of them, and, and happy they get to celebrate this today. How would you describe this moment right now as you're looking out and seeing all these fans and sharing it with your teammates? This is, uh, this, this experience right now is unbelievable. Um, you know, World Series, you, you win a ring, you, you, know, you play the last game of the year, you win that game and, and all those things. But right here, this is, this is why you do it, to get to celebrate and, and spend that time with the guys you, you went out there and worked from day one with and, and share with the city that you play for. And there's no better city to play for in sports. When you dreamt of this moment, because everybody does, right? The championship, the yeah. ring, the parade. Does this live up or exceed your expectations? We're just getting started, and I feel like the guys on our bus, you know, KB, Dex, Riz, we're already overwhelmed, and we know there's a lot more to come down the road for this parade. So we're just, again, we're really happy we get to share it with this fan base, and unbelievable turnout. Um, you know, it's a Friday, you know, school's not out yet, whatever. You know, but Chicago doesn't care. Chicago's going to celebrate, and, and as they should, and rightfully so, I'm very happy for them. What's the deal with the WWE belt for Chris? What's behind <laughs> that story? 
I don't know what the story is behind that yet. There's always a new story though, so you just gotta you gotta stay tuned with us because there's always something different every day. So we'll we'll find out that one later. But if anybody's gonna hold a belt, it should be Hen Riz, and then those are my two MVP votes for sure. Well, we didn't get to catch you the other night, but I know uh, David Ross has meant so much to you in your career and getting to watch him go out like this. I can't believe you didn't want to be on his bus today, right? But yeah, but I gotta let him go with his boys, man. And, and not to, not to say we're not, but we we are, we're all boys, and that's that's what's awesome. You know, this is kind of the. You no, know, the second tier bus, I guess, or whatever, with you know Riz, KB, uh, and Dex. Just, just, you know, we all share a bond as teammates, and you know, I'm happy, so happy for Rossi to go out the way he did. If you're gonna retire, that's the way you want to go out. Obviously, um, you know, he did it in Boston. I'm so happy to get to do it with here, him here in Chicago. Obviously, we overcame a lot of things, you know, throughout the regular season, but we're, we're we made history here. And for him to start the career, his career, for me to start my career with him in Atlanta, and him to finish his career with me. Here Chicago is a world champ. That's unbelievable. I can't believe he's calling this the second tier bus, guys. I think this is bar none the first tier. And I'll tell you what they did. The older guys all had to be together in case they needed the defibrillator, you know, and had a heart attack. The older guys got more championships, though. <laughs> there, there you go. I did hear you guys giving John a little bit of crap. Hey, this is your first one? No, this is your third one, right? You know, so. But you guys will now get to match that story here in Chicago. Absolutely. We're so proud of these guys. So proud of this group. And, and everybody have fun today. Unbelievable. Have fun for the rest of time. We'll all remember it forever, and, and rightfully so. In the seasons that followed, Hayward had more than his fair share of ups and downs. You'd be completely justified being critical of his performance given his enormous contract, and Hayward has said as much himself. But after another down year at the plate in 2017, he provided an unforgettable moment in the heart of the 2018 season. Now ready. The 2-2 pitch. There's a drop. I guess he hit it over Herrera's head. How sweet does that feel for Jason Hayward? Pile on, boys! High heater ends up in the right field bleachers. Wow! Jason Hayward being mobbed by his teammates. A game-winning grand slam. Cubs win it by a score of 7-5. to five. What a finish! Oh, oh, oh my! He followed up a respectable 2018 with arguably his best full season at the plate as a Cub in 2019, belting 21 homers, good for the second most in any season of his career. Deep to center. Margot on the track. Tie ball game. Tie game. Jason Hayward with his second tonight. where the Cardinals lost, the Nationals lost, the Diamondbacks lost, the Cubs have life. Hayward actually thrived at the plate in the COVID-shortened 2020 season, where he was 30% better than league average based on OPS+, Plus, as the Cubs returned to the playoffs for the fifth time in six seasons. But just like the rest of us, he was sorely missing the fans and the atmosphere of a regular game at the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. Lifting the restrictions at Wrigley was music to everyone's ears, especially Jason's. A lot of fun. A lot of fun uh, waking up to that. Uh, I think a lot of us as players, you know, getting out to Arizona, being back around the baseball field, 
um, having that feeling that we haven't been this excited to play baseball in a long time. I mean, that's, you know, times a thousand now coming back to Wrigley, knowing that we get to open up at home um, with our first game, get that out of the way and invite fans back to the stadium. It's going to be awesome. Jason, it feels like we've asked you guys a version of this question for years now, but as a group that's here now on opening day, how do you, how have you internalized maybe the finality of this group playing together? This could be like the last year uh, of this group that came together uh, several years ago. Um, like we always do is play every game like it's our last. Uh, we, we really enjoy that, to be honest. I mean, you know, it's trade rumors or talks about what if or what's going to happen. I mean, in my opinion, I feel like that's all really filler time. I mean, you know, at some point one day, the business is going to be the business. But I also feel like people have made it a business to talk about that what if day and what, and if and when that day comes for like four or five years now <laughs> with this group. So somebody's getting paid off of a lot of what ifs with this group. So we're, we're not really into buying into that. We understand what it's going to be. Um, we're all going to push for each other like we always do even more so probably because we want guys to be established. We want guys to be taken care of, get what they've earned. Um, there's a lot of special players in this group. And I think it's exciting. Rossi talked about it yesterday in our, I guess our opening meeting. Uh, you know, a lot of people have things to prove as individuals, but that's a fun thing when you talk about a group pulling together towards trying to win a championship. So it's very easy to root for your guys. And now, with the 2022 season coming to a close, the Cubs and Jason Hayward have formally decided to part ways. The team bought out the final year of his deal, and he'll be free to sign elsewhere this offseason, possibly with a contending team that could offer him a shot at a second ring. With Seiya Suzuki firmly entrenched in right field and another group of outfield prospects rising through the ranks, there simply aren't enough at-bats to go around as the Cubs continue to feel their way towards the next great Cubs team. But Hayward has handled this situation just like his entire tenure with the Cubs with pure class. Parting in this fashion is best for all parties involved, and Hayward has still left an indelible mark on the franchise in his seven years in Chicago. Reflecting on Hayward's Cubs career can come with lots of mixed emotions, but no one will ever argue his positive impact on those around him, both in the clubhouse and in the community. I think back to my very first reaction with him at the Cubs convention heading into 2016. I was bringing Anthony Rizzo out of a side entrance to send him off in a limo to a Carrie Wood fundraiser event when Jason walked up right behind me. It was just us, standing there on the stairs. This was about a month after he was introduced at the press conference, and I knew he hadn't been in town very long, so I was asking him how things were going, getting settled into the city. He was polite, but he seemed a little reserved. I asked, so does Chicago feel like home yet? And he cracked a brief smile, but he got kind of serious again pretty quick, and he said, I got good people around me, so I'm hoping to make the most of it. So me, with all of my very important pull in the Cubs organization, said, hey man, we all already really love you and we're happy this isn't your new home. He said thanks and we parted ways, but I could already tell he was really feeling the pressure of all the expectations that came with his huge contract. Fast forward one year and I'm at the same side entrance at the hotel, waiting to bring players in and I see a single limo pull up with really loud music playing and only one guy pops out and it's Jason Hayward. He was ear to ear smiles the whole time, high-fiving, fist bumping anyone he could see. And I always wished I would have asked him again if Chicago felt like home, but thankfully, a few weeks ago, I finally got my answer. When Jason spoke at the groundbreaking for his baseball academy in Austin, he said, I'm proud to say I officially got my Illinois license in the mail. Just so you all know, I'm not playing. I'm here. And we're lucky to have him. Thank you, Jason, for all you've done for the team, the fans, and the city of Chicago. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
a mistaken identity beyond the ballpark. Hey guys, if you're hearing my voice here again, that means we've reached the end of the show. It's that time again for all the thank yous and special messages and disclaimers, you know, all the stuff you really tune in for each week. A big thank you yet again to all of our supporters who not only continue to tune into our show, but take the time to hit the like button, write reviews, and share our content on social media. It all really helps us grow our audience. Our Patreon page continues to thrive as well as we're working not only on the podcast, but the Roku channel and the book club and on and on and on. If you'd like to be a part of that expanding Mistaken Identity experience, follow the link in our show notes to our Patreon page or go to patreon.com and search Mistaken Identity Podcast for all the ways you can sign up to access this multitude of additional content. Mistaken Identity is also now a part of the Unconfined Network, which is a home to many podcasts whose hosts have met inside the walls of Wrigley Field. Check out the network's other show offerings. Head to unconfinednetwork.com. That's all one word, unconfinednetwork.com, to view all of our shows and their catalogs. Shouts out to Frank Walker, Jesse Graham, and Jordan Burks for their continued efforts both in front and behind the scenes to keep Mistaken Identity rolling along every week. And of course, we can't leave without our disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely our own, and we do not speak for or on behalf of the Chicago Cubs or any other organization. This is Joe Flaherty from the Mistaken Identity Podcast saying stay safe, and we'll catch you next time beyond the ballpark. Thank you.